hi, welcome back. This is Richard Sachs on Lost Arts Radio, and this is our series going on of conversations with Gabriel, with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Uh, there's a lot to talk about today, and we're going to focus on a couple of things, but the context of what's going on in the world right now is, is important. And um, we'll see where we go. We've only got an hour, but we'll make good use of it. So welcome, Dr. Cousins, and thanks for being here. Uh, I'm always pleased to be here. Um, I always like to start with a prayer, which is kind of what the world needs too. Yeah. It's the merging of the heart and mind, heavens and earth. And it brings what we call Hokmah Halev, wisdom of the heart, which is what's missing in today's world. Here it is. Kud Okay, just feel that merging of the heart and mind and feel the unity of that. So, we always start with uh, another level of that, which is a little dancing to get rid of the energies of, the, of dissonance. Because when you dance, you dance and go into harmony, and you clap, and you you release the negative energies. There's real a point to this, okay? <laughs> so we're going to dance for three minutes. Then I'm going to we're going to meditate for a few minutes as well. And the meditation is uh, real simple. We start with the word, is this is the name that Moses received from the burning bush. It means that which was and will be. So it's the eternal presence. Yod and then breath, hey and that breath. Wa and then breath, hey and that breath. And yod from the base to the uh, heart, hey out to the heart to all humanity connecting. Wa from the base to the third eye, hey out from the third eye back down through the heart and out to the world connecting to all humanity. And you just keep repeating it to your mind's quiet. Pretty simple. Um, the other thing we do is something that uh, we see in many traditions is the movement of energy to awaken your energy. In the biblical tradition we call Shekhinah energy, the sacred feminine, uh, when it's activated, it begins to uh, uh, expand consciousness. In the yoga tradition, we'll call the uh, kundalini <coughs> and shakti kundalini. So the feminine force again, and when it's activated, it kind of opens it up to a higher order. So we'll do that, and we'll go we'll dance first and go into meditation. Okay, now everybody's welcome to dance, okay? That's the idea. We all kind of have to do a little releasing here. Here we go.
Okay. Okay, here we go. Now we're going to go into meditation. The energy is going to come through my eyes. My soul touches your soul. And it activates that sacred feminine energy in everyone. We'll go for a few, just a few minutes. We just repeat the mantra until your mind is quiet.
Yeah, I think we were just starting to get into issues of purpose. Right. Big, big subject, really relevant. So did we do that on purpose? I think so. Okay. Take responsibility. So we're talking about meaning in life. Okay. And what what makes us, you know, in a sense, full people and how we live our lives. And we're talking about how today's activity, we're talking about what the globalists are trying to do, we're talking about the energy above the globalists, where they're trying to get us to think, we don't matter, we're useless eaters, we have no purpose, we have no value. We can be placed by, by you know, computers and, 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 and robots. It's like, it has nothing to do with reality. They're trying to create a false mass psychosis reality. So we're put on the planet to evolve spiritually. That's not what a robot can do, Okay. And But our purpose is that. It's not to be an industrial unit to repl- be replaced by, you know, by a robot or to be controlled or be enslaved. That's nothing to do with it. The reality is we're put here for one purpose. This is from a spiritual point of view, which is to wake up, to expand our consciousness and know our oneness with the all, with the truth with the source, with God. So that's a starting point. It's a very different orientation. Now, in that starting point, we, part of what allows us to grow is, I'm going to use a, a, a yoga term called Dharma. So what's Dharma? Right action. What's right action? Actions that help you grow spiritually. Actions that help you uh, complete your mission or purpose on the planet. Now, a lot of people don't know what their mission or purpose is. A lot of people are not necessarily even asking that question. And our work that we're going to do this is to, to ask the question. Okay, now how do you ask the question? Richard, anything you want to say before I go on to it? Well, just to say so far that doing everything with purpose gives it depth and dimension. And when you go through any actions during the day with no purpose, it's more going along with what the rulers want. In other words, us becoming robots. So it's worth stopping and thinking, what would happen if you didn't do anything without clear purpose? How would that change your life? And so there's, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. So 
we don't, we're not robots, we're not designed to be robots, we're not meant to be robots, we're not meant to be enslaved, we're not meant to be economic units, we're meant to wake up and know the truth. So that's the big purpose. That's the big purpose. So every action becomes, how does this action help me wake up? How does this action help me become more conscious? How does this action help me see the sacred in all of creation? Those are important questions. Okay? So those are kind of what we're, what we're dealing with when we're kind of looking at this bigger picture. Now, there's ways to go about this that, that are more, I'm going to use the word, more general. For example, I talk about the six foundations and sevenfold peace. And there are just different pieces of the purpose. So first is the way we eat. Can you eat junk food and not develop a junk food mind? I don't think so. Uh, if you eat a diet that helps you become a superconductor of the divine, that activates the sacred feminine in you, and you start, it supports consciousness, that makes sense. That gives purpose. Oh, and I'm choosing a way of a dietary way of life that supports it. Now, I, I want to say one thing about that too, without losing your train of thought, because there's so many big issues that would help to get clarified. I'll, we'll just do a little piece because we only have one hour. But uh, when you say that it's so important. Not just to not eat junk food, but you can go beyond just not eating junk food and really fine-tune it to help you be a conductor like you're talking about as much as possible. What would you say about the difference, which is not often addressed, between the protocol for diet on detox and curing a condition versus maintenance and, oper and operation and functionality? Because they're not exactly the same, in my so opinion. And you see if you agree. It's a it's a it's a very good question. Um, when we're doing healing, okay. So, for example, we heal sixty one percent of type two diabetes in three weeks. Right. Heal means with a blood sugar less than one hundred, no medications. Now, we, our initial diet is what I call a phase one diet. Hundred percent my food, and. 100% organic, and it's a, like an optimal diet. No, it's like sprinting in a way for some people. And this is the way I live, but let's say for some people. And what's the point here? The point is you have to, to go intensely to clear, like Richard was saying, detox, and to reset and to upgrade. Now, I've noticed in my work as also an orthomolecular psychiatrist that when people go on this fat, their neurotransmitters tend to get balanced. A lot of medication, though. We're just talking diet. And when your neurotransmitters are balanced, your consciousness becomes more balanced, um, your clarity of mind, your thinking process everything begins to work better. So, now that's the 
intense. No, no. If your blood sugar stays low, I'm just giving you an example. If your blood sugar stays less than 100, um, optimal 70 to 80, uh, 86. But if it stays less than 100 for three months, they say, okay, you can step back a little bit. You can add a little cooked food into it. You can add, you know, some grains. You can add a few things. So that's kind of what answers your question is, is that now we're out of the detox. We've stabilized in a new frequency. And now you can kind of ease up a little bit and see if you can hold the frequency. Because we're actually reprogramming. This is really important to get. We're actually reprogramming our our genetic, what we call epigenetic. Okay? That's the energy that controls the genes. So now we move back into resetting them. And we know we can do that. I'm not saying changing them, that's gene therapy. I'm saying upgrading our gene expression. That's what we can do with this. So that's the second level. Once it's upgraded, it holds and you don't have to be as intense with the diet. Does that answer your question? Well, kind of. uh, And I don't mean to get off track, you know, because we're talking about purpose. But since you brought up the way you're eating and taking care of your physical body as the first element of living in harmony with a higher purpose, then I thought, you know, some of these things are almost never addressed by most natural food type healers and detox people. And one of the things they typically do that I've noticed is they talk about, and the same thing is in the Essene Gospel of Peace and a lot of other places and Marcus Rothkrantz books and different places, the, the difference between cooked and raw food. And when they're talking to people who are in the detox phase, they're basically saying that raw food is just regular food, and if you cook it, you're de- denaturing it, and it's not—it's definitely not as good, and it sets up the stage for different health problems. And I think they'd all agree on that. And then they say after the detox period, add cooked food. So is that just because emotionally we're not strong enough? to do what would be better, and if there was no emotional issue, what would be the ideal thing for everybody to eat? Would anybody add cooked food? And if so, well, what? I mean, as I pointed out, I'm, I'm like 98% live food. Okay. okay. So um, certainly you can do that. Um, but I also found if you set the, the mark too high, people get discouraged. Well, I, I agree with that. I'm just thinking. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. If, if people can do 80% over a period of uh, a year rather than three months, they can also maintain that reset. It just goes slower. Sure. So that, that's been my observation. So physiologically, if they didn't have an emotional adjustment to make, would it be would it be biologically better to do just 100% organic live food all the time? Yes, without a doubt. What What is your understanding of the reason that people don't do that? Well, I think it's more mental and emotional. Okay. I mean, it's the gone-eating diet. I mean, that's what God prescribed. It's not like that complicated, you know. Um, it's not complicated, but a lot of people who try to stay on it end up looking like prison camp escapees. Yeah, but, but 
Okay, so today I did my 1,500 push-ups, which I do three times a week. That's what I'm getting to, yeah. I've been doing this now in my 900 sit-ups. And I've been doing this for, you know, 20, 48 years. Okay. So what are, what are these people missing between the... One, one thing they're missing is they're not designing their diet to their constitution. Okay, okay. Uh, and when you're, you know, a lot of people try to go low protein and say, wait a second, 30% of the people on chromosome 19, which is where our percentages are, 30% need a lower uh, protein and 70% need a higher protein. Well, if you don't even know that simple piece, and 70% need more fat. No, I call it plant fat, not animal fat. Okay? Okay. And, and so what I'm saying is if you're a person that needs 70%, you know, higher protein and fat, and you're trying to go just fruits and vegetables because you think that's live food, it's not going to work. You're going to lose muscle tissue for, for one thing. Right? Yes, but nothing's going to work quite right. You'll detox, but after a few months, you're not going to be able to hold it because it's not fitting your genetics right okay so one of the things that where i get 99 percent success rate mm -hmm. and working with people okay i've actually had one person fail and that was she didn't fail she came from near the arctic circle and you know at the reindeer level of things yeah and she was really committed to 100 percent my food but she she had to have more protein, and this is the learning stage. This is like 40 years ago. So what I'm saying is now I think we, we could get her to succeed. So I will organize the diet. Some people uh, with a vegan diet can't get enough protein, so we'll do protein concentrates. Different people have different protein concentrates. So there's a pea protein concentrate, and there's a mushroom protein concentrate. And, you know, and I test people free. Well, which is the one that works for you? Okay. So algae or things like that, basically. Spirulina is another big player. Chlorella is another big player. Blue-green algae. And, you know, I'll give you an example, which is myself. Um, in the 40s, men, because uh, the research was done on men, um, eat too much protein and they get kind of, in general, double the rates of cancer and so forth of people eating the right amount. But okay. you get to be 65, you actually need more protein. So I'm struggling. I'm doing my 25 pull-ups and I can't, I can't break 25. I'm just stuck. And I'm reading, oh, if you're over see if you're 65, you need more protein. Oh, okay. I had one tablespoon of blue-green algae and suddenly I'm up to, I actually got up to 100 pull-ups. Very practical. One tablespoon. That's all the difference it took. That's the point I'm making. So if you don't know that we're not a bunch of cows and we only eat grass, right? right you're, there's going to be a higher percentage of failure than if you organize your diet to fit your constitution. I think that answers your question. Yeah, that's really interesting because anybody that really tries to put into practice what you're saying 
is going to need to get into some details. And yeah, and you have to test against yourself. I mean, I'm stuck at 25, and literally two weeks later, I'm doing 50. How did that happen? Well, because I got the right mix. Wow. I added one more tablespoon of protein. And I suspect the overall quantity of food you're eating is not huge either. No. Um, I just have one meal at lunch, and I have, in the morning, I have goji berries and ginger. Just I don't really eat, but I have a, a drink. So you're doing one main meal a day. I don't eat dinner. You, you don't eat, sorry. I don't eat dinner. Okay. I just eat usually around 2 o'clock. And this varies with individuals as well, right? Yes. I'm what's known as a slow oxidizer. I don't need very much protein. I'm a 30% group. Okay. Okay. And we vary between, it's a, it's a range between 35 grams and 70 grams. Fast oxidizers need 70 grams. Okay. Slow oxidizers like myself, 35, 40 grams. That's it. Yeah. And all I did is I was probably getting 8% and I moved it to about 10%. That's all I needed. Yeah, you're talking about physical fitness and ability to do pull-ups and things, which most people can't do any of. And the right, that's my way of testing myself. I have energy all day long. Okay, right. But my test, because I'm competing against myself, nobody else, is does this work? If it works, I should be stronger. I should have more endurance. If it's not working, then I'm not going to be stronger. And you can actually test small detail questions during the day by seeing your energy level response and things like yeah. that. Yeah. You don't have to stop and get a blood test for every question. That's the point, yeah. Because you've got billions of people in the world. Um, it's not practical for all of them to start getting blood tested all the time. But right. they, can, they can observe correlation between yeah, energy level, t- uh, tendency to get sick, all kinds of questions like that. You're your own lab. Right. So you trial and error, but you have guidelines. You kind of, it's on my website, actually. You can do a test for slow and fast oxidizer, higher protein, lower protein. And it's, it's pretty easy. You know, it's 30 questions. And... You get roughly where you need to be, and then you have to do trial and error. Is this on your website? Yeah. It's a, it's a treeoflife.mn.co. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. And, and so that's my point, is that you, you, you have to kind of decide where you are in the spectrum, and then you have to fine-tune it by trial and error. Exactly. So this is a whole thing that you change your level of self-observing during the day every day, right? Yeah. Oh, I did this and I felt like that. Yeah, you have to pay attention. Yeah, right. Right. I think that's a really big deal. Because I, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's actually what makes this program interesting because we can go to different places. And your question is a perfect question. Well, you either pay attention to everything you're doing all day, not with tension. In fact, it's interesting, the wordplay, because the, 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 the prefix ah means not. 
in etymology. And attention means re- you're relaxed. So if you're really paying attention to everything you do and the result, and you have to keep in mind there's a time lag, you know, like eat junk food, and you're going to get a high immediately and feel better for the moment. And then a little bit later, a few minutes to a few hours later, you see how it really affected you. So you start. Right. And, and what is a slow expansion? I mean, really, I don't eat really breakfast. I, I, I have ginger and a little goji berries. And then I don't need to eat. And I'm eating, you know, maybe at seven. I don't need to eat till one or two. That's a slow lactose. Now, fast lactose can't do that. They need more protein, and they have to eat every few hours if they don't get lots of protein. But to tell when to eat, you have to tell what hunger is, right? And one of the—that's not such a simple thing, because the movement through your gut of food that it's trying to throw away is often interpreted by your programmed brain as hunger. Yes. Right. So, I mean, that's a big subject in itself, obviously. You have to, you're bringing good points. You have to break out of the, the, the robot paradigm and you have to pay attention. Am I really angry? What is it? You know? Uh, this is a reflection of spiritual work because the spiritual work is to differentiate, to differentiate yourself from the programs. It's part of spiritual work. Yeah. Because everybody, you know, again, I, people talk about nutrition as if you're a cow. There is no one diet to everybody. There really isn't. It's not even close. A lot of a lot of health authors write what everybody's supposed to eat. And in fact, the physical fitness trainers, most of them say they have a number like 0.8. And they say that you multiply your body weight by that and you get the number of grams of protein you have to eat every day. Otherwise, you can't get stronger and build muscle. Right. And that's just inaccurate. It says you're just a cow, and you eat grass. Yeah, and this is not to insult cows or anything. They're very nice, too. But it's saying that there's one standard for everybody. Yeah, and we're unique individuals. And worse than that, it varies according to our life cycle. When you're a preteen, you need something, you know. When you're a teen, you need another set. And then, you know, in your 45, you're eating too much protein, it goes against you. And then when you're 65, you need to eat more protein. And your toxicity level changes it completely too, right? Yeah. Because it seems like you need to eat a lot more when your body's really toxic. Uh, It's an interesting statement. I, I think so because you're out of balance. Well, it also covers up the detox system. Symptoms, yeah. because if your body has to be diverting all its energy to dealing with too much food, it can't really do much detox. And so in a way, you feel a little bit better. It covers up the detox part. Yeah, that's right. It's a good observation. So you have to develop, if it's individual, and you can't just ask somebody what everybody should do, there's really no way around learning to communicate with your own body. Correct. And that's why I'm calling it trial and error. Yeah. You're researching on yourself. I'm, when I do this fast and lactate, I kind of, oh, are you at this end or are you at that end? And then you go from there, what you need. 
Some people need, for example, if you're a fast-acting you're vegan, two tablespoons of some kind of protein concentrate per meal. I'm talking about one tablespoon per meal for the whole day. You one know? tablespoon of what? Some kind of natural protein? Yeah, like pea protein or mushroom protein or something. Yeah. Right. Now, how do you fit that, those powders, which people use in a lot of different ways, where do those fit on the on the spectrum of live food where, where you say that the main nutrient in food is life force, which science doesn't even recognize. And so in a powder that's been dead and it can't grow anymore, how does that fit into the live food idea? So there's a few pieces to that. First, not all the powders are dead. Not all of them are cooked. So if you look at them under the microscope, you would see living cells? Yeah, but I'm going to say it a different way. Okay. There's a researcher in Germany who's still alive, Dr. Popp, P-O-P-P. Okay. And he was able to measure biophoton energies. So he measured people eating junk food, and they would have a 1,000. I mean, that's they had a 1,000. Yeah. Uh, cooked vegan, 23,000. Newborn baby, 43. That's the energy they're giving off. A live fooder, 83,000. Person who's doing Chinese herbs or different herbs and live food, 116,000. Biophotons. That's a lot of energy you're giving up. Right. Okay. Now, that's... But we also did measurement, and this is important to your question here. And that question is, uh, if you cook it, you're, you're, you're losing about at least 50% of the protein gets coagulated. Okay? When, so, when you, are you talking about cooking? You cook food. When you okay. okay. And what does that mean, coagulated? Is it any good or is it junk? It's no good. It's no good. Okay. It's ruined. It's ruined. Okay. But if you freeze dry it or dehydrate it, it loses about a quarter of its energy. Hmm. If you freeze it, it loses a half of its energy. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah, you're saying it's a whole different scale as compared to whether it's biologically alive where you'd see living cells. This is a whole different scale. It's about the energy that's coming from the food. Right, right. So, so, some of these powders are more or less dehydrated. Yeah, and some of them without heat. Correct. That's exactly the point. Yeah. So there's still life force in them. Right. So this skill of self-observation to fine-tune what you what what you yourself need, that's a really important skill, right? It's critical for getting your diet right. So if somebody wanted to start on that, and they're coming from the usual place of having no idea what this even means and no experience. How do you get them, what do you give them to start to learn how to do that? Well, 
you know, as a holistic physician, I'm going to be instructing them. I'm going to go through the test, figure out, are you fast, slow? Now let's talk about what your mix should be, and then we'll keep adjusting it. But that's if you get to see them individually. Yeah. What, what if you have the opportunity to really change the level of awareness of a mass of people in the world? Yeah. And yeah, you're right. talking online to a million of them. Yeah. What, what do you say? Well, I'd be happy to be talking to a million people. It's very good. So, yeah. But in my book, Conscious Eating, okay, I actually explain how to uh, regulate and judge your diet. And in fact, most of the books, including There is a Cure for Diabetes, I go over the process. Okay, but it, but it comes down in simple. Once you know, are you fast or slow, then you need to titrate it so your mind is clear all day long, you have energy all day long, Okay, you're not losing weight, you're at optimum weight. I mean, you may lose weight down to your optimum weight, but then you're there. Right. And how do you tell when you're at your optimum weight? Well. For you. For, I mean, a given individual. Yeah. For me, it's it's the sense of strength and flexibility. Uh that kind of thing. So when I was 20 and I was a, a football player, you know, I couldn't get close to touching my toes. I couldn't cross my legs. Okay. And this was partly because you were over your optimum weight? Well, yeah. Your optimum weight, you're going to also have play your optimum flexibility. You're actually optimum strength. So if, if, if you're, you know, Big bulky, um, you you uh, or like you're overweight in some way. You don't you can't do one thousand five hundred push-ups. Probably not. <laughs> but you get what I'm trying to say. So at optimum weight, we're also talking about optimum physical performance, and there's a range. Generally speaking, because people are overweight, the optimum weight is about depending on the thing, 20 pounds less than what they write, you know, what what your weight should be. Because the general American population is overweight. So the averages are off. You see what I mean? Yeah. And and I'm not trying to drag it away from what you would do in person. I'm just saying there's there are two paradigms for that, for the treatment issue. Yeah, one no, is, I get to come to you, but I want you to be able to benefit, you know, billions of people at once, and they're probably not all going to be able to come into the office. Right? I so. totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree So that's why I've written the books. You know, yeah. I've, I've, I've actually laid it out, what you have to do. Right. And, um, and we're, we haven't done the cut. We're, you know, just moved, but we haven't done the, we're just in the process of setting up conscious eating. So I have a whole lecture on that topic because you do need some advice because most people haven't taken this path. Forget, most nutritionists haven't taken this path. No, they've memorized stuff that they tell people. Yeah. And, you know, part of how I got going on this, I kind of knew it was true. But then I read research out of Stanford where they actually, Chef chromosome 19, 
and explain the different points on it that explain that some people need more protein than others and, and more fat and less carbohydrate or more carbohydrate, less fat. And so I know that that's true, both by observation but by, by the science. Yeah, the observation is an important confirmation because in a lot of cases, the science, especially in single variable tests, there are all kinds of things that they misinterpret and that they're not even aware of what variables are actually having the effect. When you're yes. working in your own life, you're working with infinite variables, most of which are unconscious, and you still have to learn something. Yes. So when you're watching yourself, that's why I ask for the criteria like strength, flexibility. Um, endurance. Endurance. Clarity of mind. Right. And they all have to be at optimal. Okay? And I think that's the important thing, is that they all have to be at optimal performance. Right. And you don't have to vary just one input at a time. You know, if, if you feel real foggy mind, maybe you're too heavy, so maybe you could try eating a little bit less, but also the better quality food, then you don't need as much of it. And sleeping better and maybe being outside more and some grounding and all these different things. Well, it, yeah, you got to master each one of those. Take, take sleep. We know the research shows that if you miss two days of sleep, like you don't get no sleep, your blood sugar starts to rise. That, yeah, and you wouldn't even intuitively necessarily connect those at all. Exactly. But since... Diabetes is one of my kind of things I work on. I'm aware. So it's like, okay, we got to find what's your optimal sleep. Not that hard. Okay, you need six, seven, eight. The research shows that you can get by by six, but you're not optimal. Right. And the subtle test, your mind isn't as clear. Uh, it may feel clear, but it's not quite there. Seven hours seems to be the minimum magic number. And if you're working physically really hard, it might be a bit higher, right, to rebuild. Yeah, but your constitution plays a role in that, you know. Right, but like some of the Olympic athlete reports are that when they're training really hard prior to a contest, they'll do almost nothing but train, eat, and sleep. Right. They're sleeping extra. Right. So... But the point is, you have to master how much sleep you need. Then you have to master, hey, your sleep's going to vary according to when you go to bed. So optimally, you want to go to bed by 10.30 if you can. And then you need less sleep that way than if you go to bed at 1. Well, let's say, I'm going to say it a slightly different way. Your optimum regenerative sleep, which builds the endocrine, it builds the immune, okay? It builds the serotonological system. Okay, that's three major systems. It's optimal that you're getting your, the optimal four hours is between 10 and 2. And that's with the biorhythms and everything else. Right, right. I stretch okay. it to 10.30 because most people don't go to bed at 10. Uh, to me, it's really practical, a critical subject because, it, you know, it, we're using these conscious costumes, they call them physical bodies, you know, and when they're not working well, 
it affects how you see the world. It affects your energy level. It affects your state of mind, your ability to understand anything, your ability to communicate to other people. I mean, it's it's really important. And, and your ability to make clear decisions. Yeah, exactly. And your, even your motives change. I mean, it's like the world is different. So if you're open to it and if people want to, because we, we're over time, we should wrap it up for today. But we might want to go more into this topic of self-observation and how to respond to it. I'm happy with it. You know, I think the two biggest things are you're, you're, whether you're a fast slow oxidizer, maybe next time I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll get my sheet and we'll go over the questions for people. Right. And, yeah. uh, and then sleep is a big thing. Exercise isn't as important as people make it. Um, if you want to lose weight, gain weight, eat more or less food. Right. But, but I think you've said also, and as well as Brian Clement and other people like that, that for bone density and muscle development and things like that, it's pretty hard to do without the various critical kinds of exercise. Oh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't. But what we know, without getting too much of the topic, is you need 16 to 23 minutes. You have to hit that zone of, uh, of a more intense exercise. Uh, uh, no, four days a week. As a place to start. And then, as with everything else, you can fine-tune that to the individual situation, right? Yeah, into your time and everything. But, but but what I'm saying is it's not that much exercise. 16 to 23 minutes is not like yeah. Oh, it's, it's easy. I just found that I feel a lot better if I do more. But it okay. doesn't, doesn't mean you have to. Well, the research kind of suggests that you've got to do at least that, at least four times Okay. Okay. And then, you know, you get into other details, like if you're sitting for 10 hours in an office chair, the fact that you did 20, 18 minutes or something before doesn't offset it enough. You have to get up once in a while and move and stretch. And Every hour you have to get up. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes every hour, and then you can just keep going. You know, in the, in the drug industry, they, they really ridicule self-diagnosis and self-medication. But the reality is opposite to that. It's like, don't diagnose yourself for drugs and medicate, but uh, you better self-assess and diagnose and self-medicate for normal life functions and yeah. become capable of doing that, right? Perfect. I'm glad you're open to it. I think this is a good place for us to continue more. I'll, next week, let's I'll go over the 30 questions for people. Okay, that'll put power in their hands to start feeling better, you know, without waiting. And I think that would be interesting. Good. And, and I appreciate your questions. I think we're finding the right balance here. Yeah, because it's going to lead to everything else. It's just that, you know, you can't, you can't really be sharing a high level of spiritual insight and let your physical body just fall apart. Not for too long, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then we can also get into interesting questions like, why do all the people in, in known history at a certain point, no matter how healthy their lifestyle, they fall apart? I'm really interested in that. 
you know, what are the real, if you're not doing it with mistakes in lifestyle, what else is going on? I want to... You're opening a big door. So it's a great question. It's going to be interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I was talking to somebody. We were doing a meditation group earlier. And this one lady was talking about King Solomon. The wisest man, but he wasn't liberated. He had too many wives and he had too many horses. And he played around with demons. Demons. Literally demons. He right. thought he could just overcome everything. It's like that wasn't wise because he smarter. Yeah, overestimated his preparation status. Yes. At the time. So it's tricky. We have to be kind of humble in the process. Yeah, humble and not scared, you know, and everything's such a delicate balance. And yes. if you try to do it by micromanagement and stress, you just blow it completely. So there are different ways. Yeah. You have to, you just relax and try there. You know you're going to get there in a year or two. It doesn't matter. Right. There's no hurry here. And it's okay to let spirit help you too. That might be a good thing. Uh, it's essential. Yeah. But relaxing to let the flow go, is, it, it just, it makes it fun. It makes it an adventure. Exactly. You don't get stressed. Don't get stressed. The real work that's the most valuable has no stress in it. Yeah. So what do we leave people with for this week since we have to go? Okay, Richard, great. And uh, Doug, thank you. So we got a good team going. Excellent. Yeah. And I want to bless everybody who listens to this, that this touches your heart and your mind, and you're able to have that wisdom of a heart that integrates it all, heavens and earth. Blessings to everyone. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. That was great. Okay, you guys. So we went a little bit over. Sorry about that. And um, obviously, these discussions are completely unscripted and unplanned. And well, they're planned, but then we break the plans. And but I don't think we totally veered away from purpose because no matter what you want to accomplish with your life, if you're like most people, you probably need your physical body to do it. And I just wanted to get into see what Dr. Cousins' wisdom says because he's got massive experience healing people and through lifestyle upgrades all over the world and countries and continents everywhere. Only on this planet in this lifetime so far as I know, but a lot of different places. And um, some of these questions are not necessarily addressed in the books, at least not completely. And I want to dig into what he knows that you can use. You know, maybe... Yeah, with his personal patients, blood tests and personal analysis and everything can be part of it. But we're talking to people all over the planet right now. And what I want, the only reason to do this is not to say, oh, that was an interesting show, you know, what's next and change the channel or whatever. I have to go eat lunch. The, the thing is, if you're going to take some of your super valuable time and listen to these conversations... Um, I wanted to help you. I can't think of any other, speaking of purpose, I can't think of any other reason. So I want him to really get into, all right, if you want to feel better, which I think the percentage of people who want to feel better is um, 100. 
including the bad people and the demonic bad characters and people who want to do a lot of good and everybody in between. As far as I know, I think it's pretty good bet that every single one of those people wants to feel better. Some people are just a little confused and they're doing it by getting into tyranny and trying to control and damage the masses and, you know, inject them with weird stuff and all kinds of things that aren't very good. But they're trying to feel better in their own twisted way. And so for normal people trying to feel better, at least what I've found in my little bit of experience to date, is it's really an essential element of that to get your physical body to feel better too and pay attention to it. So that's why I wanted to dig into this and then we can go from there into other levels of the emotional state that you're carrying around, the mantras that you're doing, because everybody, in case you didn't know, is 100% devoted to mantras, repeating stuff in the back of your mind that, you know, may be crazy, but you're repeating it over and over and over again. And it, it gets connected to emotion and it becomes very powerful. And it affects what looks like is coming from the outside world in circumstances and the behavior of other people. Um, what you're broadcasting, and, and Dr. Cousins got into uh, the life force coming off different foods, and we're also radiating energy that has a frequency to it that is changeable by your physical condition and by your emotional state. And if you learn to take conscious control over focusing that in the way you want it to be, it changes the behavior of everybody else in your life and circumstances. And you find out eventually nothing is happening by chance. It's all meticulously orchestrated and tied together. So we got some interesting stuff to get into. But the bottom line is we want it to be practical. You know, our time is really valuable. You don't, I don't think we fully realize that till our life is over. So why don't we make believe we have that insight now you know, you're in the last day of your life and you're thinking, wow, that time that I had way back in 2022 was so valuable, I had no idea. Make believe you have that insight now. And you're asking to go back and do it over and do it better. And your request is granted. And now you're back here. What are you going to do? So we've got some interesting things to talk about. Have a good week. Remember, we have shows on Saturday and Sunday. And um, Planetary Healing Club is going on for people that want to get into this stuff on a deeper level. Actual personal application. And uh, if you want to stay in touch with where our shows are broadcast, go to lostartsradio.com. And if you want to help us stay on the air without commercials, then there's a donate button there and a subscribe star link. For those of you that have the resources to help us with that, that would be really nice of you. Um, otherwise, just share the links. Uh, help us get past censorship and shadow banning and various things like that. And that would be deeply appreciated. Mainly take care of yourself. Take this stuff that Dr. Cousins is sharing and use it. Put it to use. See where you can. And you're the only one who knows where to use it in your individual life and how. Within individual freedom, you're the one who knows what's best for your own life. But take this wisdom that he's sharing from experience and uh, help yourself with it. That's the most generous thing you can do for the world. 
because the better shape you get in, the more useful you are to everybody else. And you're an example and an inspiration to them. And you find out, wow, you can have this massive impact on improving the future of everybody. So take care of yourself. Have a good week. And we'll see you here next time. Have a good night. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com slash live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. 
Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.